Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. think about sometimes is how much that communicates about the heart of God because he made you that way we think about the fact that but that's just the way I mean you know decent people love their kids decent people you know have a heart for kids and you know well but the only reason that's true is that it's part of your DNA and it was deliberately put there by the one who designed you and created you In today's message, Pastor Robert will remind you that God created humanity with loving capabilities. Upon seeing small children and babies, most people have a loving and caring response. And just as we care for those around us, so does our Father in Heaven take care of those whom He loves. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. One of the most important lessons that I've ever learned about pastoral leadership um, came while I was in Youth with a Mission. And interestingly enough, it didn't really come from any of the classes that I took or from my, my mentor. This one I learned from, of all people, our administrator. And um, <clears throat> Beverly was an interesting lady. She, uh, she was, I don't know, uh, like a walking paradox in some ways because, you know, she, she was the one who controlled the money. She was the one who, you know, controlled the purse strings and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and like when I would lead a team out of the country and, and, and come back, I had to give an account to her and you had to be within like a dime. I mean, sometimes that was really hard. You know what I mean? You and your, your, I don't know, the exchange rate, some of these countries gets pretty high. And, um, and then you come back and, and you have to account for every nickel to this lady. And, and she was no joke about stuff like that. And, and yet she was a real fun loving jokester. Um, she had eight children, she and her husband. And uh, they always joked about the time they left one of them behind in a McDonald's and drove two hours before they realized he was missing. Had to turn around and go back and get him. Um, but they, they had a crowd of, of kids. And um, Beverly instituted something that every so often she required all of the staff to gather together on a Friday night. And can't remember what she called it. We, some of us began calling it mandatory fun night. And uh, because that was kind of the idea. It's like you will gather together and have a good time. And I tend to be, as most of you already know, I'm pretty open about it. I I tend to be a little bit of of a loner. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm naturally shy. If I don't speak to you in the hallway, don't think, you know, I'm offended or you did something wrong or maybe I'm just, 
having a moment, you know, because I'm not the most naturally outgoing person. It, it, it takes something for me to interact with other humans. I, I would prefer my dog on a mountaintop in a cabin, just leave me alone, and I'd be fine, you know. I think that way. It's not really true. My wife has convinced me that that's not accurate. That's just kind of the way I think. And, and see, Beverly knew something that in retrospect I needed to learn that we need to work at being connected, that we need to work at building relationships with each other. We need to work at community. I, I, I realized it much, much later, but we need to work at developing our connectedness. And it, it's something that, that Elizabeth, my wife, reminds, uh, reminds me of on a regular basis, the, uh, the fact that you know, our children are grown Serenity, our daughter, moved to, uh, to California and uh, lives out there. But David and Isabel, his wife, and, and uh, their two children are close by. And saw David a few minutes ago. But the fact that we have to make it a priority to gather together, to have family time. We have to make it a priority to, to do things that continue to, to build this. And... Uh, and, and to main, maintain it. And, and, you know, being a husband, being a father taught me a lot about God's heart toward his children and, and even, I think, the heart of the Lord Jesus toward the church, his bride. But thinking about these things, you know, and, and realizing that, you know, I think most of us who are parents, grandparents, we would agree, we, we would do anything for those kids. I mean, there's, there's just nothing we wouldn't do for them. But what we don't think about sometimes is how much that communicates about the heart of God, because he made you that way. We think about the fact that, but that's just the way, I mean, you know, decent people love their kids. Decent people, you know, have a heart for kids and, you know, well, but the only reason that's true is that it's part of your DNA and it was deliberately put there by the one who designed you and created you. And it's important to, to be aware of that and to consider it. Here in Matthew chapter 7, as we've been working our way through the, the New Testament, well, we started over, obviously, in Matthew chapter 7 is where we find ourselves at this point. In verse 7, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets." In other words, Jesus said, this sums up the whole book. This is the whole package right, right here. Now, there are, as usual, a, a bunch of different principles that we could pull out of this passage. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, basically, I chose three to talk about. First one is that God tells us here that we need to be asking, seeking, and knocking. The idea is persistence. In the, in the, and I'm not a Greek scholar. I don't pretend to be, but... 
you know, I look things up. These days it's easy to do, right, with dictionaries and, and everything's online and so forth and so on. And, you know, all of the so-called Bible scholars are in agreement that the Greek text on this tells us it's a continual thing that he's instructing us to do. In other words, don't just ask once and walk away. Ask and keep asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock and continue knocking until the door opens. That's the idea that's being presented. Even though he already knows what we need and what we want, God tells us, in fact, he insists that we come to him with our requests, which is, you know, if you just take it at face value, it's a little bit baffling. I mean, if he already knows what I need, well, then why does he ask me to come? If, if he already knows what he intends to provide, if he already knows what it is that I have need of, why does he ask for my input? Why does he say, you need to come to me, you need to ask, you need to keep asking, you need to seek, you need to keep seeking? Well, I think it goes back to what we've already talked about, building the connectedness with God. Now, I have to tell you, I, I grew up, you know, going to a denominational church, and I didn't become a, actually a Christian until much later. I was baptized at the age of 12, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I had a relationship with religious activity, I guess, you know, for a little while. I mean, I... But I didn't, I didn't actually have a relationship with God. I didn't have a connection to the Lord. Didn't even understand that that was possible or necessary in the true sense. I thought all I needed to do was attend church, pray prayers, get baptized, and I was good to go. I had really no understanding of the fact that God is alive and wants to be Engaged, he, he wants there to be a connection where we talk about stuff. But thinking about this thing, about building the relationship and, and what it is that God is doing by insisting that I come and ask, by insisting that we come with our requests. You know, when, when our daughter was little, Serenity was, was what Elizabeth always called a convenient baby. You know, pe- she'd get really upset when people would talk, oh, she's such a good baby. Elizabeth, at one time, you know, kind of shocked me, you know, because um, m- my wife is... Got, you know, definitely a gentle, serene spirit, you know, but man, she's like, there are babies are all good. And I'm like, okay. She's just, some of them are inconvenient. Our son David was an inconvenient baby. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows 
that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.